The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, the legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, guys. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? It's the moonwalking, trash-talking princess of Staten Island. I want to remind you all that Mela is money, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke watching Going In the Raw. This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're going in raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. And available wherever fine podcasts are, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications and you get access to the community tab. Uh, uh, when you get that, I posted up a poll uh, yesterday. We're doing some reflection on uh, our channel. Uh, and so we're curious as to what people would like to see in the new year. I know, you know, the new year, it's fairly arbitrary, the uh, thing, the new year, you know, but like we could have that. We could have had this reflection back in, uh, name a month, September. Yeah. We could have done it then, but so you know, a lot year, of people a equate year is a time to recap, to reflect, I guess so. To look forward. I guess so. It's so arbitrary. So, Gives us a reason to, to on, is tinker a, with is there things. Is there a sort of scientific basis for like, do they say even at some point, like the month of January starts when the Earth is in some particular position relative to the Sun? Oh, I don't think so. And then so. after it does one whole orbit, when it reaches that point again, that's when the New Year starts. Isn't it? What I don't know. Twelve months around the Sun, right? Yeah, you know I mean that's the time yeah. it takes to do one rotation around the Sun. Yeah, but I don't know if, they, if if January is actually the mark of one particular uh, position, the Earth relative to the Sun. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean in its orbit? You mean if there is one, if there is like one point on the sun, and no, here, here, like <laughs> this is the sun. We're spinning around it. Yeah, sure. Like, so this is January, and this exactly. is January but, again. But yeah, but yeah. did they measure it when they determined this is January? This is where the Earth is melted relative to the sun. That's what I'm asking. Or is it just arbitrary? This is January because this is where we happen to be relative to the sun. You mean how did the mark of the new year start? In a scientific basis, yeah, with our position to the sun. <sighs> I'm sure there's an answer to that. I have no idea. Right. I really don't know. I imagine so. Maybe with sundials or something? Maybe. We have no clue. We have no idea. No, we took an astronomy class. We still don't know. I don't think that, that I don't think that's the right subject no, for that. No, I don't think it is either. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so we put up a poll uh, and we're looking at it very closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also did kind of a similar. I was kind of curious as to like where people found us. We're gonna, we'll do a video once we figured it all out. We're like in planning stages right now mm-hmm. uh, and all these plans should uh, start playing out at the beginning of the new year but mm-hmm. we're also got some uh, cool stuff coming up for the Patreon as well so uh, <laughs> Waymaker said we've been smoking no I just I just I still don't to my quite head. understand the nature of your question so here so 
Did did some ancient people, even not that ancient, ancient people, people, you know, like the Mayans, apparently pretty good at the math and science. Yeah, and stuff, sure. Or uh, you know, various civilizations. Okay. So at one point during the early days of astronomy, let's just call it that, they recognized, all right, sun's here, Earth is here. Yeah. You know, we are spinning around sun. Start year now, right? This is, that... is the position of the Earth in its orbit, going around the sun in what we'll call January. Yeah. That's the nature of my question. Was there a fixed point during the orbit of the Earth around the sun where they decided this is where the new year starts? Well, everything's moving all the time. So relative to the sun... Well, it'd be their position on Earth relative to the orbit to the sun. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I this, still don't quite grasp what you're saying. I mean, pretty much what I'm saying is like, do they, do they decide January starts here when the Earth is in its orbit around the sun? That's what I'm asking. Mm, oh, oh, oh. How would they determine that? That's what I'm asking. Yeah. I don't know. What God, kind of measurements dude, could they know, do? Man. I feel like we should probably get high to figure this out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Screw doing any research. Anyways. Uh, so. We have a lot to get through today. Uh, like I said, we are on the yeah, Patreon, though. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, we got some new patrons in. I'll read their names now for their shout outs. Alejandro Gomez, John Paul White, and Jason Kerr. Uh, and then Richard Fitzpatrick. I think I might have said Richard's name yesterday, but you know what? A second shout out ain't going to kill nobody. So thank you all for your support. We really appreciate it. Uh, oh, here we go. Silver's Tanner says it was geocentric versus heliocentric rj says the calendar is based on the winter solstice well the winter solstice is about two weeks before the what we determine the new year yeah because the winter solstice that would be when the earth in northern hemisphere is furthest away from the sun then so confirmed the shortest day of the year confirmed then but oh the southern day, yeah. hemisphere is the longest day of the well, year where were these people when they were figuring it all out i don't, I don't know, know. I, don't. I don't know where they were Leo See Wayne, all that I know. Leo Wayne Maker thinks he knows. It started when they discovered it took 365 and a quarter days to revolve, to revolve around the sun. But when they determined it to be the start of the year in terms of its orbit, or was it just arbitrary? Yeah, that seems like it had to have been arbitrary Probably. in terms of like, hey, let's we, we found this new, we figured this out, how long, how many days it takes to, to go around the sun. So when is January start right now? Probably. Maybe, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it had to do something with hunting and gathering food and stuff. Maybe. I winter know. floods, agriculture, maybe. I mean, the winter solstice makes sense because it's an event because it's the shortest day. That's why Christmas is when it is. It's winter solstice. Zach, Zan Braxton, uh, Baxton says New Year's is based on the Roman calendar. It's not universal Chinese New Year's in January. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah, right. Yeah. There's a bunch of other New Year's out there. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Anyways, I can feel people tuning out right now, Larson. Let's get right no, into this. This is all this. very interesting stuff. Well, to us. But people, they're looking for a wrestling podcast right now, man. We're wrestling with science right now. Listen, we have an entire 30 minutes of overrun. We're going to talk about this. We're going to get this settled. All right. And we'll we, might, we might play that new game. I might try to figure that out today Which new live. Game? Pick wrestling Pictionary. Oh, that's a good idea. That sounds amazing. Here, let's do some super chats and we get to, because we got a lot to get through. Uh, first, Adam Mayhem, Robert Alomar says, thanks for everyone who supported Project Beta last night. We've only just begun. We are blowing it up. It's always weird when you call him Robert. I always oh, just call him Adam that's Mayhem. That's what his name is here. No, I get that it's a shoot name. I just always call him Adam Mayhem. Even if it's like me and him just in a discussion, I'm like, so Adam Mayhem. Okay. All right. Maybe he's weirded out by that. I don't know. Philly Flexer, Mustafa Ali booking SmackDown, yay or nay? Yeah, give Mustafa Ali the book. On Raw, though. Because SmackDown's doing pretty well. Tim Spulock, I want to buy a Frendo and need any one thing they want from FrendoMarket.com. 
Tim's great. He does a lot for the friendovers. Uh, I foot the bill and have it shipped anywhere in the world. Guys, pl please pick a friendo and send me the bill. Love you all. Don't put this on us. Go into the Patreon chat and do something. I don't know. It's just, it seems like it's an extra layer, and then we got to play favorites or something. That ain't no good. I don't want to do that. Let's have some nominations. Let's take oh. to the friendoverse on Facebook. Take to Discord. Oh, man. Wherever. Dude, you're if looking you know, to start a civil war right no, now. No, no. I mean, you know, make your case. But uh, uh, if if... You know, someone out there knows of, of a friendo who, as Tim says, is in need. Then let us know and we'll see what we can work out. That yeah. seems to be the best way to do it. I don't know, man. It sounds like there's going to be, there's probably multiple friendos in need. Or should we just do it how the new year was decided, lot. arbitrarily? Arbitrarily. Here, let's just do this. I'll do this. I'm just going to like go, uh, wait, now I'm just going to, I'm going to scroll up and stop right here. Tim Spulak. Tim Spulak, buy yourself a shirt. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get into this, man. Today we're going to talk about NXT, NXT UK, NXT UK again, and 205 Live, not oh, particularly in that order. Too much NXT UK. We're going to kick... No, I mean, you know, I watched... We, we actually made an agreement yesterday. You were going to watch episode 15. I was going to watch episode 16. I ended up watching both because I do love NXT UK, but I do acknowledge it's, it's too way much. too much. It's if too we want to bring back Going In Raw View, we're going to have to split them up. Hold that thought. I have an idea. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, usually we do our business on camera. NXT I mean, I kicked could, off I'm not going to. with the Undisputed Era coming out, dropping a promo. Adam Cole was very serious. He said, 2019, we're going to be draped, draped in championship gold. In championship gold. So much cash. Mm -hmm. So much gold. Bullion. 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 Dobloons. 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 Anyways, uh, Bobby Fish noticeably was dressed to fight. The others were dressed casual. Therefore, Bob Fish had match. Yeah, Roderick Strong during Adam Cole's promo, too, is great. He kept on saying, so much energy. So much energy. I love it. I love those guys. They're great. They're the best. Anyways, there was a match between Bob Fish and uh, EC3. Um, good match. <clears throat> I didn't take a whole lot of notes, unfortunately. EC3 won the roll-up. Um, and then Undisputed Air attack. And heavy machinery with no shirts on made a save. So were they like in the and middle like of dad jeans and, and and no shirts? Those are mom jeans. They were in the middle of of, of getting the, dressed. Apparently, the steak. Oh, I, I thought they were in the steaks aspect of their steaks and weights. Do they? What, do you cook shirtless? I probably have before. I mean, I might have it like a like a barbecue. like at a barbecue. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. You don't really go shirtless that often unless you're going to go in the pool. Mm -hmm. You're like a never nude. Well, um, don't take my shirt off very often. Yeah, who does, really? I mean, if I was like freaking Bob Roode or something. If I looked like Finn Balor, then maybe. All the time. It'd be all day. Yeah. Beef. Yeah. yeah. All day. I'd be here just like rub my abs all day. Yeah. But like heavy machine. I mean, here's the thing. It is It is actually kind of endearing that they come out yeah. with their shirts off. Maybe, maybe they were backstage shirts on, saw a fight was happening, took shirt off. Could be. I think it would have been even cooler if they came out to the state to the stage with shirts on and then took them off. No, they got to take the shirts off while they're running down the ramp. Yeah, 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 yeah. More dramatic. Well, the also, crowd would have been it, even more it, into it, it. It makes it more likely for someone to fall. <laughs> if I take the shirt off while they're running, the shirt cut in their head. Yeah, but Otis over. doing that would be hilarious. It would be. I might be on their side in this point. There you go. Unfortunately, right now, sorry, not. It's, there's, it's all mean, about the Undisputed Era. And, and it's pretty obvious there are substitutes for War Raiders. I kind of, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I thought, I thought What's-His-Face's injury turned out to be a work. Oh, Hanson's? Yeah, I thought so. Oh, I didn't Mel hear that. I think that's what Meltzer said. Oh, okay. Um, 
No, I think I think maybe they just they're like, hey, you know, War Raiders are always going to be there. These guys need to got to do something. Like in their little promo last week, it's been 18 months since we had our tag match. We've learned a lot. Number one, 18 months went by quick. Yeah, it did. Number two. Um, well, it's yeah. been a year and a half since they had the match against Authors of Pain. Yeah, apparently. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, they need to yeah, get with it. Time to get called up or GTFO, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. So they need to have their little program with Undisputed Air. they get called up, they're getting sent right to Raw. Heavy machinery, yeah, they're going to Raw. Anyways. I'm trying, yeah, I'm, trying, I'm trying to look at that math. I don't know. You think so? Yeah. Wait, well, why? Why? Because they fit into the general vibe of the Raw tag division. Well, that's not a good thing, though. I didn't say it was. I was hoping that Raw would try to make their tag division better. That's why I was thinking they'd go to SmackDown. Well, if they because, went to SmackDown, they'd never be on TV. Well, yeah. I don't think if they go to Raw, they're going to be on TV. They will for a little bit. Maybe. A couple weeks. They're going to be main event players. I mean, if Sanity can't get on TV. Yeah, I don't know, man. Anyways, Anyways. Uh, in the end, uh, Kyle O'Reilly eats a TKO from EC3. Uh, I'm guessing we're going to get some sort of six-man tag match in the coming weeks. So I kind of wish that EC3 would maybe stay in character a bit more, like not so much of a face, like he gives Heavy Machinery shirts to put on. Because he's obviously an immaculate human being, and he got like his hair in order now. It looks great. Yeah, he got looks like a got proper action a little figure. Bit. Yeah, he got trimmed up a little bit. So he should be like, guys, you need to put some shirts on if you're going to be with me, okay? And you give him like some expensive shirts because he's top one percent. Just cover it up. It doesn't matter. You put some sheets on him. It doesn't matter. Just cover up, man. Cover up. Anyways, uh, Dakota Kai, uh, she's in an interview. So Io Shirai's gimmick is she. God, my, I hope not. She's my friend. Yeah, which could have its charm, but so far I'm failing to find it. I just want to see a badass beating people up. I know. Um, but maybe that's, yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of silly. She has a, a cute little smile though. She does seem like a very charming individual. She does. I just want to see that moonsault all day long. I know. That's all I want to see. I don't want to see people hugging each other. Dakota Kai had a cool shirt and then the Slayer font said Kingslayer. Yeah. Is that official? No, I don't think so. Is that, that's a Seth Rollins thing, right? Is Not officially. Column? Oh, I know that. Where'd she get that shirt from? Then? I don't know. Look we'll online. It's probably from Redbubble or something. stuff. Red Oh, please. Okay, now I'll look it up. All right. Uh, next, we had a really fun match between the Mighty and Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Yeah, right there. T-shirt palace. All right, what's this one? This one says authentic Kingslayer shirt. No, Wrong. No, not it. It looks like it. It's from Walmart. That's cool. Yeah, but Walmart has like a sub thing. A sub yeah, I know. You can, like, you can buy sneakers on Walmart now. They have like a, a secondary market. Yeah, exactly. And some of it is like bootleg t-shirts. Kingslayer, funny. Maybe they're trying to be like Game of, a Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, I don't it know. could be. That's silly. Get out of my web browser. All right, that's where you're getting for Christmas. Anyways, next really fun uh, tag match between the Mighty and, uh, and Lorcan and Birch. Um, this is good stuff. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. I'm kind of surprised the money didn't win. They needed to win. They desperately need to win. That's their story in NXT. These guys need to freaking need to win. win, man. Desperately needs a win. Desperately need to go in. That's the mighty story. The, that's their gimmick. They're mighty hungry for a victory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mighty no, desperate this, for a win. Yeah. <laughs> this is. Yeah, this was a fun match. So hard hitting, physical, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it was really physical. There's a lot of clotheslines. You hear the obvious slap sound of arm on flesh. 
That's what There's you a get lot of that. with Lorcan and Birch. They but the Mighty were dishing it out too, man. Yeah, yeah. There was just a lot of, uh, 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 of physicality. It was good. It was fun. I enjoyed this. Danny Birch picked up the win for his team uh, after his finisher on Shane Thorne. Yeah. So good. good. Oh, 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 Johnny Gargano needs nice to look at his lens. Whenever he does, he did another one from the park, from the, the scene the scene of the yeah, crime. Yeah, the parking lot area. The parking lot area, the quad, uh, where he's on his iPhone again. It's all super grainy. Uh, I don't really believe his promos. I think he's one of those guys, kind of like AJ. I find it really difficult to believe that he's a bad guy. Yeah. I just do. He just seems like, like more than literally anybody in the WWE, he has the kindest demeanor. Yeah. He's got sort of even a kind slouch. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, not yeah. trying to intimidate anybody slouch. Yeah. Which is really great when he's the underdog guy. Well, but then when, when you see his Twitter and it's like a bunch of posts from him and Candace at Disneyland and stuff. Oh, yeah, exactly. You and know? then today he's or like, I'm, World. I'm happy to be the official ambassador for Supercard, that like weird game that I have no idea how it plays. Yeah, it's played. a mobile thing. Yeah, I don't get any of that stuff. Tony Pizza guy, I think, plays that. Yeah. So if you're looking for that kind of content, go check him out. Yes, he's great. He is great. I don't understand it, though. Um, so yeah. And then on top of that, he's, it's always obvious that he's looking at his phone. He's monitoring his, himself. His image. His lens. If you hadn't pointed it out to me, I might not have noticed. It was bad last time. And maybe it's just a me thing. I'm totally willing to admit that, but it's, yeah, it's last time it yeah. was really bad. I'll be honest to a certain degree. I don't, it doesn't really necessarily bother me. People don't stare into the lens. Really? Not when they're fun. just, a, okay, let's have a conversation. Hey dude, how's it going? But he's not having a conversation with me. With the entire audience, sure, not directly. Yes, absolutely, with doesn't bother me. How you doing, man? What doing are we gonna fine. go get for lunch today? I don't know. I didn't bring anything. I need, I need some protein and some vegetables. Right on. Tell me that doesn't bug you. It does bug you. No, it doesn't bother me. You want some vegetables? How about you feast on some eyes? Because up next was a Donovan Dijak promo. No, Dominic Dijakovic. I can't say that name. <clears throat> it's too many syllables. It's like Supercard. It confuses me. Um, yeah, another vignette. Uh, he's going to debut next week. Are you excited? Yes, top-notch super best on NXT TV. Oh, he's being covered up by Becky right there. A little bit. Ah, don't touch the man. Hansy. He's trying to show everybody top-notch. We're going to see him next week. We're going to feast. Feast. Our eyes. Feast our Do they jack with his voice a little bit? I don't remember his voice being that deep. <laughs> Do they get punishment Martinez? I was going to say, yeah, did, did punishment Martinez give him deep voice lessons? <laughs> Oh man! Because when so I offered cheesy. punishment a donut, his voice was deep, yeah. but not kayfabe deep. <laughs> it wasn't like this. He was like, yeah. mm, "No, I don't want that donut." No, I was like, "No, I better not." No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Dijakovic, he's uh, he's uh, debuting next week. That's fantastic. I don't remember him being like an MMA guy either. <laughs> a lot of striking. I'll in be this honest. Stuff. I don't remember a dick about him. We saw him wrestle at a PWG show. Who did he fight? Is it the one Lacey went to or just the UME? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Bola. Oh, who did he wrestle? It was a match before the Joey Janela Sammy Guevara match. Boy, I don't remember anything except from that, except for the Joey Janela Sammy Guevara match, which was a hell of a match. It was fun. We got to see Walter against Keith Lee that night, too. <sighs> Boy. I have, I have got the worst memory, dude. I need some Bola Alpha Brain or something. It was night two, I think we went. He that was when he was doing this the Space Jam thing, right? Who? Uh, Dijakovic. Dijak. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, it was Trevor Lee. 
Really? It was him versus Trevor Lee, Guevara versus Joey Janela. Uh, Maybe it was night. Was it night one that they that he did a tag match with somebody else and they had like the Space Jam uh, jerseys on? Must have been. That was the same night we saw the Elite take on Flamita and the Lucha. Oh, I remember that. that. Ooh, boy, that was a hot match. When Phoenix knocked the light out of the light fixture. Yeah, that was a great match. They really tore the house down. <clears throat> Literally. So who's he fighting next week? Have you read spoilers? No. I'll say Kona Reeves, though. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, after that, we had... Uh, I wonder if he's going to be laughing while he wrestles again. <laughs> oh, we fought Ricochet that one time. Uh, it was, was it Dream or Ricochet? I think it was Dream. Oh, Dream, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> He's laughing the whole time. <laughs> He's probably just happy to be there, man. I know. Finally, he's not doing so. Didn't he do security? He did security, right? Man, that's rough. Uh, next, we had a Shayna Baszler interview. She was joined by Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. Um, they were responding to uh, the challenge laid down by Dakota Kai and Io Shirai for a tag match. Shayna said, yeah, they'll fight. They said they'll do and, and they Io. laughed him off. They yeah. said, what do you guys think about that? They just laughed him off. Challenge accepted. So Challenge that's happening accepted. next week, I believe. It was announced that Lacey Evans is going to be in the fatal four-way match to become new number one contender for NXT. I like this match. because they showed footage from her qualifying match, which was on the house, house show, show circuit. Yeah. yeah. And I, I really hope that they do put together that house show TV. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. It looks like all like fan cams. I know. It's Everybody great. with their iPhones out. All Every angle looks different, color time different. Just different a, grain, everything. Like a freaking episode of Tape Trade. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Next up, we had Mia Yim versus Raina Gonzalez. What was Raina Gonzalez's... uh... Nicknamed the Texan, something Texan, terrible Texan, something like that. Something like that. I don't know. It was cool. Anytime you have Texas in a nickname, it's cool. In any event, Mia Yim got a win with Eat the Feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that Randy Gonzalez. I think she's cool. Yeah. Sort of a hossier wrestler. Yeah. She, they say she's six foot. Yeah, dude. She's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, she moved really, really well. Yeah, she always has. The two Mayon classics she's been in, she's, she's moved really well. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Black promo. I like this. This is cool. <clears throat> Uh, earlier in Johnny Gargano's iPhone promo where he wasn't looking at the lens, he said, what am I? What sins do I have to be absolved of? I didn't sin. Mm-hmm. I did what I had to do. Ends just find me and during my way to fulfill my destiny as NXT champion. You got in the way. You had to be removed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alistair said, well, you're too far gone, obviously. John yeah, Gargano could be forgiven. Yeah, I appreciate that he referred to him as his wrestling name. And then when he was sort of speaking to him, John. he called him John. John, you're too far gone. To be absolved of your sins. Instead, I'm going to eat your face in a steel cage. Three many sins. Three many sins. <laughs> you have too many sins. I mean, three many sins. I'm going to sprinkle you with black masses. <laughs> I'm going to scoop your limp body off the, the canvas and deliver a third many more. <laughs> oh, ice cream man's here. I'm here. I'll take a rocket pop, please. Would you like a bag of Fritos with that? John. <laughs> John, you owe me $1.50 for that black mask. I know. For your orange sickle. <laughs> for your orange sickle. Oh, man. 
Oh, goodness. Uh, main event, Ricochet against surprise opponent Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. This is a fun match. You forget how good a wrestler Tyler Breeze is. Uh, it's yeah, it's easy for I, I, I every time I see Tyler Breeze, I always think myself, I want to go back and watch that that Jushin Liger match that he had. Oh, that yeah. full wrestled Jushin Liger in NXT. How weird is that? I know. Top ten matches you forgot. You always want to go back and watch and keep on forgetting. Coming up on count out. Um, but yeah, and no, this is, yeah, hell of a match. This dude can wrestle. Heck yeah! Again, top ten guys. It's they're being wasted by not being in New Japan. Number one, Seth Rollins. Number two, Tyler Breeze. Yeah. That uh, that that supermodel kick followed by the inverted Rana, man, mm-hmm. devastating. Yeah, In unfortunately, end, yeah. he is not for him. He is not North American champion, <clears throat> or fortunately, because he'll be taking a huge pay cut if he was. Yeah, Ricochet picks up the win with a Mishinoku driver. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to bust out the uh, his finisher. I appreciate people were pleasantly surprised that it was Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. They gave him lots of love. Yeah, it was a good pop. But I think deep down, they're all hoping to be like some big debut debut guy. Yeah, hoping they'd be able to feast their eyes. <laughs> no, I don't think they're open for that, man. Uh, after that, we had, or I'm sorry, uh, we also had 205 Live. Yeah. Uh, which kicked <laughs> off with Buddy Murphy. This show, this, there's so much to get through. It just feels like a list of things we're, we're saying happened. That's, I mean, that's basically what we do. And then, especially on this, this, that's why I like this version of the show. It's a list of things that we simply find funny. Yeah. Because there's a lot of funny stuff in all these deep cut shows. Yeah. There really is. Uh, anyway, yeah, Buddy Murphy versus Grand Metal Leak. Ooh. It was a fun match. I like I like it when 205 Live just has two matches and a little talking stuff in between. Yeah, 205 Live keeps it breezy, man. It's like 45, 45 minutes, minutes long. It's, it's the perfect length. It is. It really is. Um, great match in the end. There's this great, like two great spots back-to-back where Metal, Metal Leak looks like he was going to take a Murphy's Law. He reverses out of it into a roll, but he kicks out of two. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, Metal Leak does that springboard off the rope, but he catches him. Murphy's Law, he picks up the win. Yeah. It was great. Murphy even kicked out of a Metalik driver. You know what they should do? They should have Grand Metalik in a match against one of those other luchadors, but they can't get on the mat or the floor. They can only be on the ropes. That'd probably be a terrible match. It would. That'd be an awful match. It'd be like, probably like a lot of slapping. It'd probably be more like you can't be on the mat for more than three seconds. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, lava. Uh-huh. Or yeah, spikes. The chasm opens up and swallows Alli- you. Alligators. Yeah, sharks. So, yeah. It's like something like a Bond villain would do. Yeah. I throw a snake at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> throw a snake. snake at him. <laughs> and those little alligators. <laughs> One's about that large. It was just mildly, you know, ow! What are they called? Caimans? Oh, is that what they're called? I think that's what little alligators Man, are called. Yeah, I saw this video the other day of a couple of... <laughs> couple of <laughs> show is a listing of finishes and random tangents. That's what the show is. This, this show really is for the hardcore fans, it okay? Really is, yeah. <laughs> if you look at the numbers on it, that's sort of reflected as well. Anyways, I was watching a video, and it featured two... Uh, what are they called? Those dragons, kimono dragons. Yeah, yeah, fighting. And good lord, I want to see a match with a couple of those guys because they were like body slamming each other. It was great. See there, look, came in. Old tiny guy. I don't know how small they are, but I think they're smaller than normal alligators. In any event, at one point, Buddy Murphy caught Grand Metal League off a springboard, hit Murphy's Law, got a win. No, they're not that small. They can be sixteen feet. Jesus, that's just a regular crocodile. Yeah, no, pretty much. After that, we had uh, Kendrick. I thought, I thought there was a name for smaller alligators, like a little pickle is a gherkin. A little, yeah. I sure. thought there was a name for a smaller alligator. I I really got into pickles older in life, like later well, I think in life. As you get older, you appreciate more complex flavors. Yeah, when I was, it's like kids with cheese pizza. Yeah, 
Yeah. Don't you, what, don't you want something on your No, they don't want Alabama? anything on it. I don't like this. And then they, 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 they get old and they're like, oh, pineapple on pizza is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alabama says that. Mm-mm. Non be one. Yeah. Kendrick, uh, Brian Kendrick, that is Anna Curious Hour backstage. Uh, Drake Maverick. He was saying uh, you got a tag match next week against Gulak and Gallagher. It's a street fight. You guys have which, history with street fights. Which is ironic. And then they just stood there. <laughs> and he was like, because back in 2017, you guys fought in a really epic street fight. And uh, Brian Kendrick gave some motivation behind his heel ways. Said he was a desperate man to keep his job. He had a history in WWE. He wanted to, he wanted to hold on to his job this time. And so he would manipulate people, including Akira Tozawa. Now... Uh, you know, he's seen the error in his ways and he's a changed man. He's really trying to sell that he's a changed man. Well, then Tazala said, well, if you're a changed man, you still look the same. Come with me. So I guess Brian Kendrick's getting a makeover. Yeah, that's right. Because they leave and then Akira Tazawa comes back and he says, by the way, you lost those raw tag titles. You're fired. <laughs> Hopefully that's a little foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Next, uh, Drew Gulak and Jack Elher iPhone promo. Wait, so hold on. Speculate. What do you think, Brian Kendrick? What's going to change about him? going to cut his hair? Is he going to wear some cool... Akira Dezawa's board shorts. Those wrestling shorts are awesome. They are, but Kendrick has like the best collection of wrestling pants in the entire industry. Yeah, I don't like his leather jacket, though. Yeah, no, that might change. That bugs me. But maybe, I don't know what maybe he he'll do be. He won't be the Brian Kendrick. Maybe he'll be a Brian Kendrick. We already saw him. He was a jobber before, remember? That dude's already got that gimmick. Or it wasn't A, it was just Brian Kendrick. What's another article you can put in front of his name? <clears throat> it's uh, at Brian Kendrick. That's just like a Twitter handle. <laughs> what was the word? It's like how no, Chompa does it. How about it's Brian Kendrick? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Do you mean in possessive or it is? It is. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like blank. It's Brian Kendrick. Who's no. who's Brian Kendrick? Is that it's it's Brian Kendrick? It's Brian Kendrick. Yeah, I meant it is Brian Kendrick. He belongs to. Anyways, Anyways after that we had Drew Gulak and Gallagher. I just kind of tune out when when these guys talk. Lacey found a, a Lacey's a big redditor. She found a GIF on Reddit of uh of, of early Brian uh, Brian. Jack Gallagher, Jack Gallagher, yeah, getting out of a headlock from uh, Divari mm-hmm. in a very clever way. He like, oh yeah, like an early two hundred five live days. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's when he was fun and good and fun. He would do clever things. There's nothing clever about him now, or intimidating, or interesting. Yeah, no. Like I like Drew, but this pairing does nothing for me. It does nothing for me. Jack Gallagher as a heel does nothing for mm-hmm. me. I want him to go back to the candy stripes mm-hmm. and being this, fun and creative. This creative stuff. That's when he's at his best. He, he and he was the, over too. People liked it. Yeah, no. He had that promo about being cruel. And apart from, uh, I think, one match really during cool. the Cruiserweight tournament, yeah. the second one, when the title was vacated, mm-hmm. the match against Gustav Ali, that's like the only time I'd ever describe anything he did in the ring as cruel. Mm hmm. Although yeah. his match against, oh shoot, who was against? He had a match in the second uh, UK tournament that was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. It's like he can do decent stuff. I don't know why it just doesn't come across on 205 Live. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. I uh, think also, you know what bugs me every week in, in 205 Live? Because I actually really like their opening video package. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they do that shot of uh, that close up of Gallagher, and then they cut to another closer up of Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. And it bugs the crap out of me. But it's not that much closer up. Right, it's exactly. It's almost a jump cut. It's almost a jump cut, and it's not like to a beat. It's just yeah. irritating. And it's not like he's doing anything interesting. No, he's now just it's a shot like this, and and like there's you know the intensity is focused in his eyes. <laughs> he's just, and yeah. He's, and you cut in. As and the you intensity see his grows, fingers here I, too, and you see his fingers too, like that. That'd be something. And then watch fire. Yeah, eye laser. That would work, but mm-hmm. it's just face cutting closer to same face. Yeah, it's not impactful. Yeah. Anyways, next Arya Davari interview. Um, he's saying uh, while he was gone, everybody's worried about Twitter compliments, all this other stuff. Yeah. No one's there to fight. Yeah, he wants to fight. In walks a day with Hitami. Says, "I like what you did last week." Respect, shake hands, feels the shirt, takes off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess we got a new pairing. Yeah. We got this, all these would-be tag teams, but weird, no titles. That's a weird segment. There was definitely some romantic overtones there, man. You feel like it? Take it out of wrestling. This is totally like, you know, it's a rom- it's romantic overtures. It was. That's a real man right there. And the other dude comes up. Good job, you know. Like, let's explore that a little bit. I want to see him on a date or something. And they can also be, you know, they can be fighters also. Okay. But it's totally, like, you don't, you know, you go up to a person, hey, look at you, real man. I like that Davari's talking about all these people being flashy. I'm like, look at your shirt. You're the flashiest guy here. I know. Anyways. I know. Main event, Tony Nese versus Cedric Alexander. This, The pace of this match was ridiculous. They never let up. They did some crazy stuff. There was a couple times it looked like Cedric Alexander was about to fall off the top rope. <laughs> um, they covered it up nicely because Tony Nese hit him with like a huge palm strike. Maybe somebody really liked that spot where uh, Buddy Murphy a couple weeks almost ago. Almost fell on his head. Almost fell on his head, and they were like, hey, we should do that more. Um, but I think if, if anything, if there was a couple little bumpy spots, I think it was just because they were doing a lot. Furious pace. Without going any let up. And, yeah, it's not exactly supposed to be too, like, you know, <clears throat> opponents who are all respectful and they're putting on a display. These guys do not like each other. Yeah, yeah. And and Tony Nese is standing in the way of Cedric Alexander yeah. and that title. Yeah. So yeah. Um. And uh, but now he's not because Cedric won with the lumbar check. Yeah, the really fun match though. I love this last part. So it they they slightly went away from what I was predicting was going to happen. Uh, Buddy Murphy did storm to the ring. They did fight. But uh, Cedric got the upper hand. Cedric got the upper hand. He stood tall. I have three confidence points on Cedric Alexander. I'm willing to just, yeah, that's fine. They're, they're gone. I only have four or three. I think it's three as well. I think we were the same on that one. Um, but I do look, I do appreciate that uh, uh, Buddy Murphy didn't do the thing that so many heels do and it's so predictable. Runs to the ring, stops. No, we'll do it later. Yeah. That dude is ready to throw. I was kind of expecting Buddy to run down, stop, and say, I'll get you next time and have Tony Nese get up and attack him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he really yeah. sold the lumbar check, what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, TLC, that should be a hell of a match. Hopefully they Heck give yeah. it. I don't think they're going to give it a lot of time because there's like 13. There's so many. There's a ton of matches. And I, did you notice while we were doing predictions yesterday, there was no mention of Nakamura versus Rusev or Joe versus Jeff Hardy on the list of matches. Oh, my God, really? No. Well, that's those matches will be better for just being on SmackDown. Oh, I know. Then, I mean, so that's the way fine. this car's shaping up. It's going to be like. Six minute matches. Get in, have a match, get out. I know. Quickly. I don't want that. I don't want matches to have time. Breathe. Feast your eyes on long matches. So, next, double shot. 
of NXT UK. Episodes 15 and 16. And 16. Episode 15 kicked off a match between Flash Morgan Webster and Fabian Eichner. You know who Fabian Eichner reminds me of a lot? Cesaro. A combination of Cesaro. Oh, he talks like Cesaro. And Buddy Murphy. Like Oh, that's a good comment. Yeah, okay, the, I can see that. The intensity, the purpose <clears throat> with which he does each and every one of his moves reminds me a lot of Buddy Murphy. The thing that I like of it, number one, he's a terrific, you're right, you're right, he's a terrific wrestler. Number two, I like that his ring attire, and I just noticed that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't the same as it was in NXT. He's got like some tore up jeans now. Well, he's perpetual street fight guy, because yeah. that's what you wear in a street fight, is mm-hmm. jeans, but then pad, knee pads over it. And boots over je- and jeans. And boots over yeah, he's jeans. he's always prepared for street fight. Exactly, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, his match against Mark Andrews last week was stellar. Really good. Just yeah. stellar. Really good. And so uh, I expected uh, a bit of the same this week. Now I'm re- hoping, hoping he gets an opportunity to show off a bit of personality. Because if he gets to show off some personality, because I think like his, the way he carries himself in the ring is really solid. Yeah, sure. Um, but if, if, if he can tap into some personality and find a way to showcase it uh, outside of the ring, on the microphone, backstage stuff, whatever, what little we've Sky's seen so limit, what little we've seen so far of that has been good. Yeah, you know his little interaction here and there with, uh, yeah, 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 with yeah. Flash Morgan last week. Yeah, yeah, his little trash talk. He was like, good. "Hey, I don't know that you're taking liberties." He's like, "Here's your pint for you." Aren't you a production guy? <laughs> yeah, pint right here. Hey, See, it's, P- not, it's not here. It's always here. Oh, okay, it's like here, PA. Hold my beer. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyways, before the match started, there was this bit between Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster where they were apparently talking. I couldn't hear a word they were saying because the music was too dang loud. Uh, you texted me that, and we were gonna, we were gonna watch. You were gonna watch this. I was gonna watch sixteen, uh, and so I just, I had at this point, I was like, oh man, I love it's NXT UK. This and the Gallus backstage stuff, I couldn't hear anything. They just have one dude rushing through these episodes. I hear a the thing. levels are, are all over the place. There was one during the second episode. Where uh, uh, jo- Joseph Connors pulled out a win against this uh, dude named Zach Stars. It was this total squash match. And his music kicked in so loud, you couldn't even hear. They couldn't even get the levels right on, on Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness. They do that in post. They do it in post. That like stuff was shot months later. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Hey, that one dude they have cutting this, though, is like, he's, he's overworked. Probably, he's super overworked. He's I understand. Overworked. I understand. British Hilton is overworked. Connecticut Hilton is overworked. I'm sorry. Orlando Hilton. Orlando Hilton. Thank Probably you. all yeah, done in Orlando. That's what this is done. Um, uh, during the match, uh, Eichner sends Webster into the ring steps and then Mark Andrews runs down. And he like tends to flash and is like, come on, you can do it. Get in there. I'm, I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> more destruction from Eichner. Webster tries to rally when he can. And then in a repeat from the spot last week, Eichner is going for a, a, a running knee uh, onto Webster against the ring steps. And Andrews runs around and is like, don't you do that. Don't you do it. And don't do it. They start arguing. Yeah. Eichner throws Webster back in the ring. Still still arguing ah, ah, with Andrew. Ah. Goes for his, his awesome powerbomb, and then uh, Webster reverses it into a jackknife cover. He wins. So here's what I like about this, is that so far, because Pete Dunne is... Obviously, hugging that title for a very long time, even from now, he's going to have it for a while. There's no mid-card belt, so what's happening? Everybody. 50-50 booking. Well, no. Well, there's a little bit of that. But everybody is going to tag teams. There are like 50 tag teams now. Everybody is budding up. I wonder, though, once they get this tag title situation worked out at TakeOver, if that'll just kind of go by the wayside. I don't know, man. Everybody. Because I think the logic right now is... Pete Dunn's up there, that title. P- 
Pete Dunn's up there with that title. He's not letting go. Feast our eyes to those tag titles. <laughs> That's belts that no one has. We can get those maybe. But once someone has those, we're yeah. like, well, if someone has those belts. We'll just scatter. Everybody scatter. There's some scraps we could fight off over maybe. To, off to the pub, lads. Yeah. Um, Feast eyes on pints. The thing that I love about Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews is that they obviously have formed a tag team to take on one guy. <laughs> Fabian Eichner. I mean, I guess in terms of girth, yeah, one Fabian Eichner yeah, equals exactly. Mark Andrews plus Flash Morgan Webster. Dude, I this is gonna turn into a face handicap match, like a fa- a handicap match where the faces have the have the stronger odds and lose and lose. That's what I'm gonna let. This Fabian Eichner is great. He is great. So that's awesome. Uh, next, we had this pretty funny uh, Mir Jordan interview. It was pretty entertaining. Yeah, this is good stuff. And then Kenny Williams comes in and is like, "Why are you know take things seriously? Hopefully." Yeah. Luck is on our side. The dude wearing, like, Kushida's outfit. He's a Back to the Future fan. But then he's a Luckian. What's a Luckian? I don't, I don't know. That's what they call him, the Luckian. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. It's a made-up term, isn't it? Like the lucky one. He's, you know. No, I get what it's supposed to mean. I've never heard the term lucky in before. Well, it's probably a very British thing. It might be. Or a Scottish thing, I don't know. But he, I just feel like he needs to decide if he's going to be the guy who, who relies on good luck or if he's going to be back to the future aficionado. Which Wayne, one is it going to be? Maker, can we please get an explanation for lucky in? Is that a thing or do they just make that up for this guy? I'll tell you what. Like Kenny Williams, he seemed like a fine wrestler. Oh, a great guy, yeah. There's one thing that kind of bugs me about this oh, whole thing. Oh, do tell. Okay. So, uh, in Back to the Future 2, of course, uh, Marty's wearing the Air Mags. The self-lacing shoes. Yes, correct. And they're huge and they're bulky. Yeah. Um, Nike released like a handful of, of those mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Super expensive. Mm-hmm. They're like 2000 3000 thousands of dollars probably to buy them in the secondary market. So uh, Kenny Williams, rather than just saying, I'll just wear like boots or something, he goes back to the, the, the Nike's version of the pump that Mark Jackson used to wear. <laughs> Because they're huge and bulky and vaguely futuristic oh, looking. Oh, man, yeah. And I didn't notice this before, but I noticed it last oh, night. Oh, man. You're wearing the Mark Jackson, Jackson shoes. Dude, poser. Poser. Keep it real. Like, either try to get a pair of Nikes that kind of look like those Well, no, that's what he's ones. doing. That's yeah. what he did. He oh. went to the f- shoes that kind of look like because they're bulky and really high. Yeah. But it's like, I know exactly what those are. Those aren't the real shoes. Oh, but what are you supposed to do, man? These British guys are making like 25K no, a I'm, year. I'm not saying he's supposed to, he needs to uh, actually buy some Air Mags. Those are ridiculously expensive. What is he supposed to wear then? Don't try to intimidate them. What then. was Marty wearing in the first episode? The first. Uh, oh, he was wearing some was uh, Chucks? Nike Bruins. Wear those. Yeah. There you go. Some authenticity. There you go. I get, I get what you're saying now. Don't try to. Make me feast my eyes in intimidation or, or false air mags. I know uh, better. So Wayne Maker and Alex C both say anything with an un after it is a fairly Scottish thing. Oh, okay. Is Kenny Williams Scottish? I think so. I think he is. All right. Well, that makes sense then. <clears throat> so I'm like a, I'm like a, what would, if, if you were in something un, what would you be? Harry. <laughs> Aryan. There you go. I'm a Loudon. 
Anyways, next we had a Gallus segment backstage. The only thing I heard from this backstage is them saying Gallus. Because <laughs> the audio was terrible. <laughs> that's not their fault, though. Oh, it's not. I'd like to know what they're saying. Uh, and in fact, if anybody's paying attention to, to our Twitter this morning. Yeah, that was, that was. Evidently, we have a member of Gallus that is uh, embedded Slow Wolfpack member, Wolfgang himself, yeah. evidently wants to get his hands on the Slow Wolfpack shirt. We have to make that happen. Oh, definitely. We'll definitely make that happen. But will the coffee boys appreciate him double-teaming, double-dipping factions? I mean, it's worked out for Dean so far, kind of. Has it, though? I mean, there's just been uncertainty, but I really doesn't any serious tension between the chilled and Dean. Yeah. Dude, I mean that's that's the bottom line is we got to get Wolfgang on TV, With maybe in one of the parking lot, the yeah. parking lot yeah. brawl segments that yeah. doesn't actually happen. Yeah, in a in a slow wolf pack shirt, all over yeah. print for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, Absolutely. yeah. Let's make that happen. Let's even get that to happen. Next, Isla Dawn taking on. I woke on. up to that this morning. I was like, well, this is delightful. I know you sent that to me, and I was like, oh wow. <laughs> uh, I always think that nobody knows who we are. And then Simon Grimm's at a, what, StarCast? Steven Larson, I remember you from Temper the Wind. No, he goes, Steven Larson? I'm like, oh, shoot, what did we say? <laughs> and then he said, I remember you guys from Temper the Wind, and then we talked to him for a half hour. Exactly. Next, Isla Dawn versus Killer Kelly. Yeah, it was a fun match. I like Isla Dawn. She's good. She won with her finisher. I like that one part where she stood in the corner and she started summoning her powers. Because that's cool. Yeah. I wish they would have done like some effects. Oh, yeah. That dude is so overworked that the NXT UK guy. I'm sure there's some After Effects template they can use for. He can't even get the levels right. Magical powers. Yeah. Get on the Envato market. I'll be. be, Audio is not easy. Yeah. Well, you know, all you got to do is quality check it. You just quality check it on your timeline. I was never huge into that. I I always let you do that shit. Back in 10 for the win. What's with this frame here? I don't know. Fix it. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody cares. It's a crap show. 20 years from now, you're not going to care. Anyways. Fred the Shed says, I do like the Gallus theme song. I'll agree with that. Mm. That's a good theme. You know what it sounds like? A Dan Auerbach deep cut. Okay. That's what it sounds like. Because I got Dan Auerbach's solo album, the first one he put out. Yeah. Back when I was going through a Black Keys phase when they had good stuff. Um, yeah, you really fell out of them quick. They fell out of my good graces quick. Same with My Morning Jacket. Yeah. Put out a couple of like terrific albums. And then uh, like I was just listening to Attack and Release the other day. Holy crap, from start to finish, that's a fantastic album. And then the one after that, Brothers, I think it was called, mm-hmm. was good. It was sort of all over the map, but it was good. Then Auerbach, I think, came out with a solo album, which is good. And that's this Gallus yeah, song. Yeah, but like then the one, one after that is one that had that uh, Gold on the Ceiling song, right? I hate, boy, that's a... There's that because it's like, oh, man, we can make a bunch of money off of car commercials using our songs. Let's just do that. Oh, wow. Let's just do a bunch of songs that sound like commercials. All right. So, I mean, they should have gone into marketing, done jingles if they want to do that. That's a good point. You know, the money's at their early stuff is fantastic. though. They really got into them. Anyways, I thought Killer. Granted, I didn't. Killer Kelly's theme sounded pretty cool. I don't remember it. Had a good beat. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, Isla Dawn won. She did an interview afterwards. Says, I want the NXT Women's title. Out comes Rhea Ripley. Says, you want my towel? She didn't have a mic. She's like pointing at her belt and screaming. Mm-hmm. And Isla Dawn says, yeah, let's do match right now. And uh, Rhea, I guess, said no because she just walked backstage instead of to the ring. Yeah. 
but I guess it's going to happen at some point. Yes, that that thread gets picked up on episode sixteen. The uh, next Dave Mastiff interview, where they're asking, "Did him, you when when did you notice Eddie Dennis?" As soon as he walked in the frame, <laughs> because he you know where he was sitting way in the like rafters behind him. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as he as, as soon, soon as he, he stands, stands up, and starts up, walking. I was like, "Oh, it's Eddie Dennis." As soon as as soon as a nine foot man stood up, I was like, "Oh, there's Eddie Dennis," even though he's like wildly out of focus. Oh, I know. Yeah. So he walks down and goes, uh, "So." What's this? I hear you're talking about to the, uh, the undefeated monster of NXT UK. It's like, what about me? Thought maybe I missed the call, but no, they were talking about you. They, I know he's like, what, the journalist talking about. He said he used the word journalist. He did, yeah. And then, yeah, he got that right. Yeah. Um, and so it's all setting up a match next week, which you got to watch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. I've got like extensive notes on it too. Good. Watched it this morning over eggs. Delicious. There's only one going to be one man left of undistributed streak in NXT, and then we're going to form a tag team. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll have to go form a tag team with somebody, Eddie Dennis, maybe Fabian Eichner, which actually sounds like it might make sense. No, I want I want Fabian Eichner to be his own tag team. No, me too. But if you think about it, Eddie Dennis is not going to have anything left to do. Same with Zach Gibson. He formed There's a tag so team. So many people are have nothing. He's to not going to have anything left to do. What's freaking uh, uh, pr- uh, Prime Coffee guy going to do? Because he's talking about going after Pete Dunne yeah. while Wolfgang, Slow Wolfgang and uh, uh, other Gallus, other coffee guy, Joe. Mark. Mark. Mark thank you, Mark. Joe, Joe is the... They're a tag team. Yeah. Instead of naturally putting the coffees together. What's he going to do? He can't form a tag team with his brother now because he's already in a tag team. With, with uh, Slow Wolfgang. With Slow Wolfgang. I don't know. It's all very confusing anyways. Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan versus speed attack teams. <laughs> Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan took on Zach Gibson and James Drake. She knows Zach Gibson. Yeah, she had his finger completely in the, straight. In his very brief promo in the next episode, he had it like this. Oh, man. It was very stiff. He watches the show. and Do, Does the NXT UK roster just gather around the telly and watch the show? Like the 205 Live roster did during Mustafa Ali's match. <laughs> right, except Brown. they watch Going in Raw, the NXT UK. <laughs> They feast their eyes over some fish, chips, and scones. Oh, goodness. And, of course, many pints. Yes. Anyways, uh, Gibson picked up the win, pinning Kenny Williams after a ticket to ride. Aren't they calling it the... They have a different name for it now. Because James Drake's involved. He does, like, the lung blower thing into the ticket to ride. It's a ticket to something else now. Is there another Beatles song with Ticket 2 in the title? There is not. But I, But it might be an element of one of James Drake's finishers or something. Mm, Or his moves named after... Maybe where he's from or something. Some other British invasion band. I don't know. I feel like everybody... everybody So Flash Morgan Webster, if he had any moves, it'd be named after Who songs. Correct. What other mod bands were there, though? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) It's the who and then a bunch of... Uh, Where's James Drake from? Let's find out. He is from Blackpool. It wasn't Ticket to Blackpool. Oh, Jethro Tull's from... There we go. Ticket to Aqualung. <laughs> Ticket to Aqualung. Oh, man. Anyways, next. Mustache Mountains backstage. Um, they were showing off their merch shirts. Wait, who is this? Mustache Mountain. Did you miss this? Oh no, this was good. Trent was Trent doing was warming up with the, the resistance, resistance bands. bands, and uh, and, and Tyler uh, Breeze was was Tyler dropping Breeze. a promo. <laughs> Tyler Breeze. Hey, Trent. Oh, Tyler Breeze. Sorry. 
we're gonna take these guys on. I knew I was gonna do that during this episode too. <laughs> Tyler Bate, the mumbler. Oh, we're gonna go tell you, you know, what we're just gonna do. And then Trent Seven's like, oh yeah, we're gonna do that. No shit, by the way. Yeah. So his his head's on right. Um, I've just been tickled by all these pictures of British Strong Style with uh, with Millie McKenzie. No, oh, yeah. There's like a bunch of them out there tickling the crap out of me. There's one with like Tyler Bate. They're in like the the corner and just stepping out of it. Tyler Bate with Pete Dunn on his back, who has Millie McKenzie on her back, who has Trent Seven on her back. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's pretty funny. I don't know what it's all about, but it's awesome. Uh, so yeah. That match happened next, Joe Calvi versus Trent Seven. That's sort of when I started to tune out. I might watch this match later on. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was fine. Mm. It was actually pretty fun. Uh, early on, Seven kind of floats over a suplex attempt from Joe Coffey, lands, tweaks his knee. That's like Trent Seven. Ticket to mayhem is what I guess they called yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tweaks his knee. That's kind of Trent Seven's storyline now is that when he hears a match, he hurts his knee. Um, Tyler Bate, of course, came down. Tyler Bate had his phone in his pocket of his tight uh, fake leather pants or leather pants. So there's a section where he was got involved, needed a suicide dive, another move. I was like, oh, gosh, you're going to break your phone. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of anything else. Anyways, Tyler Bate, Mark Coffey, Wolfgang, they all brawl. They take it backstage. There's this nasty spot where Joe Coffey hits a belly-to-belly off the apron onto the floor. It was rough. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. cool. It was a good spot. Um, in the end, Trent Seven goes for a burning hammer. His knee gives out. And then uh, Joe Coffey hits his discus lariat for mm-hmm. the win. Mm-hmm. And thus concludes episode 15. Oh, so Coffee picked up the win? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, did you say it was like sort of, was it clean? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Wow, okay. Uh, let's see here. Next up, we had NXT UK 16. Kicked off with Gallus. Again, a deep cut Dan Auerbach song uh, brings them out. Wolfgang and Mark Coffey versus Ashton Smith and Ligero from Leeds. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, there's a friendo who tweeted out to me who was uh, to us, the Real Going In Raw account, uh, who's in Leeds, I believe, and wants to get together oh, yeah, for a, Wrestle Kingdom, party, a right? Wrestle Kingdom watch party with other friendos that might be interested. That would be awesome. If you guys are interested, take a picture and we'll uh, we'll put it on the show. Definitely. Uh, so uh, in any event, uh, this is sort of standard. Uh, Ligero got a bunch of jumpy, jumpy stuff in. Ashton Smith was all over the place. Uh, in well, you're fighting with intensity, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. His style of intensity. Uh, Mark Coffey picked up the win uh, with a big jumping kick to the head of mm, probably Ashton Smith. Uh, after that, we had an Isla Don Rhea uh, Ripley segment up against the, it was the, like Sid Scala was there and the freaking headmaster Johnny Saint was there and they had the NXT backdrop and the focus is all, all over the place. It was one of those segments um, where uh, they make the championship match for next week. So either probably episode 17 uh, or maybe 18 is going to have this particular match. Cool. Uh, so uh, Isla Dawn is very happy about this. She will spend the next week summoning her powers. powers. Maybe they'll, they'll have an intern mm-hmm. uh, actually do the, the, the effects. Could be. Find the dude who did the impact stuff. Yeah. Or what's Rosemary. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, after that, we had Gallus in the stairwell. They really love these stairwell interviews. After post-match stairwell, stairwell is Gallus. Yes, yeah, st- <laughs> stairwell is definitely Gallus. Um, so, uh, what's his name? Radzi? Is that his name? The dude, the interviewer. He was asking him. You know, this is a dominant victory. Do you think it was enough to impress John Saint? Uh, and uh, uh, Joe Coffey was like, "Yeah, uh, but I want Pete Dunn. We're Gallus. We don't win. We take things. I'm gonna take that." So, but first, I'm going to get that Travis Banks guy, and I'm going to squash him like a bug. 
and uh, Wolfgang was sort of his hype man during this entire promo back there. Yeah, tell him, Joe. Are you going to do that? You're going to take O's to you. You're going to oh, do that that's now? That's great. You know, that's right, Joe. You're going to do that. He has still the thing about, well, he's got such a kind face. It's, I swear, like he's always on the verge of saying something like, oh, yeah, we're going to get that Travis Banks. And then we're going to give him a hug. <laughs> no, no, Wolfgang, no, don't, don't, don't say hug. Oh, yeah, no, we're going to give him a right punching and then a nice hug. <laughs> then we'll all go out for a steak meal. No, Wolfgang, no. <laughs> Damn it. We're heels, we're bad guys. Makes me laugh. Anyways, uh, after that, we had uh, Jack Stars individual. So he looks like he could be either 12 or 60. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a beard, but I mean, there's some 12 year olds like Big Jeff, I think, had a beard at 12. Um, small guy, very pale, very blonde, super old or young face. Can't hmm. really tell. Interesting. That was Jack Stars. Great name. Yes, yeah, good name. Um, Calls himself the self made machine. Yeah. Can machines even make themselves? Well, I think they're making machines that are like self-replicating. Or I might be thinking of an episode of Star Trek. I hope that's not a real thing. That's nanoprobes. Yeah, I remember nanobots. Star- yeah, nanobots. Yeah. yeah, but maybe that's not a real thing. I don't know. I anymore. hope it's not a real thing. That's horrifying to think that machines even could, Vic could create themselves. Vic Our Joseph. Days are numbered. If that's the case, he was confused. Also, he said yeah. he's, he calls himself a self-made machine. <clears throat> what is that, Nigel? And Nigel didn't really know either. So maybe there's some new techno. They're making new stuff all the time, man. Yeah, can machines just make themselves now? I don't know. At some point, are people going to be able to make themselves if we're made of enough self-made machine stuff? Well, humans make themselves now. At what? Well, no, they need another human to yeah, do no, it. Yeah, I they know. Can't, I didn't you, make myself. No, I My know. parents made me. I understand. That's what I'm saying. But you put two machines in the room, a, a machine's not going to come forth from one of them. Machines can't spawn machines, can they? Well, that's what an assembly line is these days, man. They got these robots. But they're all programmed. Making they're all programmed. But the, the, the so brain behind, people. The brain behind all those robots are people. I think the point is this. Something else made this phone. Yes. This phone didn't make itself. Yeah, I know. That's my point. So if, if, if I'm a self-made person, I've sprung from what? The Nothing. ether. Yeah, the ether? The astral plane. Oh, man. It's so confusing. In any event, Joseph Connors beat the shit out of him. Well, I guess my point was like, <laughs> oh, I'm not supposed to curse anymore. If we put these two together and start doing this, and yeah. then the iPhone is not going to be made from it. Right. No, I get that. They don't do sex. Anyways. Yeah, you can't cuss anymore, man. Come on. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Now we're back to square one. Anyways. It's all your fault. Joseph Connors, once again, sporting slow wolf pack colors, but also gold sequins. He looked it's immaculate. Great robe. great robe. But then he's a bad guy. This is a total squash match. Uh, Joseph Connors wins with whatever the hell he calls his finish. Don't look down. Don't look, yeah, okay, they said that. Yeah, Nigel's like, oh, don't look down for reals or something like that. And I was like, is that the name of his finish? Okay. Yeah, don't look down. All right. <clears throat> kind of a wonky finish. When I have to pay attention and write notes, I, I find all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, and then at that point, Vic and Nigel started talking, and I couldn't hear a word because the Joseph Connors music was drowning him out. <laughs> oh God! Next, uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, what? Is, how do you call it? Zia, Zia Brookside. Yeah, Zia. Is it Zia or Zia? Zia. Zia Brookside. She's great. Yeah, she's really she's good. charming as all get out, mm-hmm. and she looks like a comic book character. It's great. She was being interviewed in a sea of darkness. I don't know where they were. There was literally, it was like the negative zone, man. Wow. Uh, so she was talking uh, some crap about Ginny because they're gonna have a match. And then Ginny just creeps up from the ether behind her. Yeah, like that. Uh, Anyway, she just sort of stares at her, you know. She just 
rolled up on her while she was talking crap about her. So, yeah. Uh, next up, we had a Tyson T-Bone Radio Factory. Wait, 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 is this right? Yeah. Space cat guy? What's the motivation behind that? Zero. Although, by the end, they were finishing each other's sentences. So, maybe they're in the pub. They were both mourning over their losses because Space Cat got kicked out of his team by uh, Joseph Connors, who is like a singles guy now. And then Tyson T-Bone, he got beat up by Dave Mastiff, right? Was that the match? Yeah, but they weren't partners. No, I know they weren't partners, but he lost. Yeah, he did lose. So he has no claim to the Pete Dunne title. None. Um, And yeah, this is, it was kind of like a Lars Sullivan video, but it was actually really well done. Um, And then, yeah, so he's going to be partners with Space Cat Guy, which seems ill-fitting to say the least. So, yeah. After that, we had Ginny versus uh, Zia Brookside. Really, really fun match. Both really quality wrestlers. Uh, Jenny started out with a bunch of submission stuff. Uh, Zia came back with a Hunan Kenrana or a Frankenstein. Oh, it was off the top rope? May- no. Then it wasn't a Frankenstein. No, maybe it was, the, what was on the second rope. We can't sit on the second rope. If it's off the rope, it's a Frankenstein. You can sort of stand on the... Yeah, you stand on the second you do, rope. You do, it was the thing where you jump up on their shoulders and then flip them over. But were they on the ropes or no? Maybe. I don't remember. This, they weren't on the ropes. It's not a Frankensteiner. It was one of the two. Anyways, you can talk about that with Scott Steiner. Uh, Jenny gets control back. She wins with a touch of couture. Oh, her finisher's great. It's like a rainmaker, but with a kopu kick. Yeah. I had to look up what that kick was. Yeah. Kopu kick. That's a cool finisher. I like that. I'm going to forget the name of that finish like later on. Touch of couture. Touch of couture. Uh, a Dave Mastiff video package. Interview or just a B-roll? Well, the video package probably means B-roll. <clears throat> That's probably what it was. Some music. Uh, after that, we had a very brief uh, Liverpool's number one and James Drake promo. James Drake, I swear that he's just putting more stuff on that denim jacket of his. I think he's just buying larger jackets to put more stuff on it. That's <laughs> probably the case. Gibson says, uh, you saw what we did last week. That was the, it was this now. That was the tip of the iceberg. And soon we're going to be the first tag champions. And that's it. That's it. It was very brief. It was Why like couldn't two have done sentences. that before their match? I don't know. They didn't fill time. Weird. Main event was uh, Dave Mastiff. Bomber Dave Mastiff versus Big Thin Eddie Dennis. <laughs> Thin Eddie. Um, uh, Mastiff started off strong. Uh, Eddie Dennis tries to mount a comeback, but he got a fun splash out of nowhere. Lots of fun splashes in NXT UK. Uh, Mastiff missed a senton. Uh, Dennis kicked Mastiff out of the ring. Mastiff tried to get in, eats a boot. Dennis keeps on bugging the ref to try to get him a count-out victory. Didn't get it, though. They take it to the outside. Eddie Dennis takes over. Back in the ring, Mastiff hits a nasty headbutt. They both go up to the top turnbuckle. Superplex. Mastiff hits on Eddie Dennis. Mastiff runs at Dennis, uh, who gets him with, I think, either like a signature finisher. I don't know what his finisher is. Anyways, it looked like a cool move. Mastiff kicked out of that. Uh, Dennis uh, sort of uh, got up against the ropes. Ref was trying to break it up. Uh, Dennis got in a cheap shot, uh, but then uh, Mastiff sort of took back over, back up to the top turnbuckle. But then Eddie Dennis takes over on the top, uh, goes down, goes for a top rope razor's edge. Well, kind of a top rope. Not really. It's not a top rope. Well, Mastiff was on the top rope. So it was like a regular razor's edge just with an assist from the top rope. Yeah, yeah. But still, he was able to walk out like four steps with giant Mastiff on his That's back in Razor's Edge position. He couldn't keep, uh, him, up. He couldn't keep him up. 
but then Eddie Dennis gave him a big clothesline. Mastiff kicks out of that. Mastiff hits his corner cannonball thing, drags Dennis out, pins him for the win. So Eddie Dennis now has to look for a tag team so partner. It's like a hard-fought match. Yeah, no, it was a really good match. It was a fun match. It was good. Um, so, yeah. Thus concludes the the WWE deep cuts on the network for the week. Yes. We should add main event to the schedule. Oh, dear. For Thursdays. Oh, I dear. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. That would be too much. Absolutely. Anyways, we should probably answer some questions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Where am I? Uh, Josh Little says, I think that NXT needs more open challenges. Agreed. It was cool to see Tyler Breeze come back. Mm -hmm. Rich Hardesty, I desperately want EC3 and Otis shirt shopping now. That'd be a good, good segment. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. EC3 tries to give Heavy Machinery a makeover. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Josh Little, who do you think will win the cage match next week? I can't comment on that. Oh, yeah. No, I can't. I saw like a picture of what happened, so I can't talk about that. Please don't spoil it in the comments. Yes. I'm Gnarly says, our truth comes out at number 30 in the women's rumble. That'd be pretty funny, That'd be actually. Pretty funny. That'd be pretty good. That I could actually see that happening. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Andy Nero asks, are we really going to have gender or our truth coming out at number 30? It's going to be our truth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Because, you know, why not? Like like I said yesterday, us knowing number 30 avoids the disappointment of having literally, it, it doesn't, here's the thing, it wouldn't matter who comes out at number 30. It'll be a disappointment. Unless it's like, Name somebody who wouldn't be a disappointment, like Kenny Omega. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or Cody or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody else would be a disappointment. So you're taking that element away. Um, so I'm fine with it. Uh, Michael Robinson, his first question, should NXT invest in pyro, yay or nay? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, More absolutely. pyro, the better. Stop signing all these people and invest in, instead of one of these contracts, just do pyro. Although I suppose one of those NXT UK contracts is about the price of Pyro for like one episode. Maybe. Uh, James Fletcher, if you can only watch one wrestler currently on Raw, one on SmackDown, one on 205 Live, one NXT in UK, and one indie star, It'd who would it be? Seth, Daniel Bryan, uh, Mustafa Ali, Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunne, and I guess it depends what you qualify as an indie star. I can't get enough of those Jeff Cobb matches. Yeah, he's real good. So, I mean, if you're saying non-WWE guy, be like Jeff Cobb. Adam Mayhem. Or like Okada. He's not an indie guy. He's in New Japan. Well, when he says one indie star, I mean, he's saying one from... Not in WWE. Not in WWE. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, Okada. Okada. Minoru Suzuki. There you go. So, I'll go with different answers here. One currently on Raw. I'll go with Elias. One on SmackDown. I'll go with Becky Lynch. One on 205 Live, Leo Rush, NXT. Io Shirai, NXT UK. Liverpool's number one. One indie star. Yeah, Okada. Richard Fitzpatrick is first. Who is the best teal on NXT UK and 205 Live? Best heel in NXT UK, I guess, has to be Joe Coffey or Gallus. They're at least positioned to be the strongest heels. 
So the the coffees, <clears throat> their faces look mean. Mm-hmm. Like they look legitimately yeah, especially like Joe Coffee. He looks mean. Man, he looks so mean. He legitimately looks mean. Yeah. Uh, Two hundred five live. Oh, it's Buddy Murphy. Kind of feel like when he's in a good position, it's Drew Gulak. Yeah. But like they just have Buddy Murphy in this great position, and and he is a really really good heel. But I kind of I kind of think Drew if he's in the right position. But if you have the guy doing nothing, then he's not going to really be able to show yep. that he's really good. Yep. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Lipkin Unlimited. Who from NXT would you want to debut in the upcoming Royal Rumble and actually win the thing? Realistically, who could enter the Royal Rumble from NXT and win it? Baby. Adam Cole, baby. Absolutely. Boy, that'd be something else. Undisputed. He was in it last year. Yeah. Um, who do you think we're going to see? Because somebody's going to be. Well, I'm going to be surprised if Velveteen Dream is in the Rumble this year. That's a good point. That's actually a good one. Uh, Wolfpack for life. This has nothing to do with NXT or 205, but I think TLC will make this theory more complicated. Should the Heath Slater ref storyline end with Baron being fired and Stephanie makes Heath the GM... To make up for his mistreatment by Baron. That's a bit much, but I, I mean, I'd be fine seeing that. I'd be cool. I like Heath Slater. I, I think mm-hmm. he's, I think he's really good. I think he's a really good talker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'd be fun. Uh, let's see here. Tim Morris, are they priming Trent Seven to be the top face on NXT UK? With the plan to have Pete Dunne join NXT proper exclusively, I don't know. I think I think they just I think they have tag team plans for Trent Seven. I think mm-hmm. Mustache Mountain isn't going anywhere as a tag team. Mm-hmm. I think it's Mastiff's top face, right? Probably. There's somebody I'm missing, or Travis Banks. Yeah, maybe Travis, Travis Banks. Banks, him or Mastiff, or maybe they'll form a tag team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Patrick Mack, I understand this has nothing to do with the show, but a couple weeks ago you said you were looking at doing a Patreon feed for your audio podcast. Is that doable at all? I'm still looking into it. We are we are actively talking about it and figuring that mm-hmm. out, what it would look like. Um, so <clears throat> stay tuned. I'm not sure we're able to do an RSS feed that's sort of private for Patreon, ad-free. But if nothing else, I think we'd be able to upload the audio to the Patreon wall so you'll yeah. get notifications every day when it comes yeah. in. Uh, Friendo <laughs> Club Hunter Big Hoss, you two are in charge of booking an eight-man Hoss tournament for a new NXT tournament between wrestlers from the main roster, NXT, and NXT UK. Who would you pick, book the matches up to the finals in a winner? So let's pick eight, and we'll do who's in the finals and who wins. All right, well, both Heavy Machinery are like prime Hosses. All right, that's two. Two. Dave uh, Mastiff's got to be in there. Mastiff for sure. Uh, there are so many hosses in NXT UK. I know. Um, Who won main? Uh, there's so many guys on main. Like I don't consider Braun a hoss. He's like up in monster territory. Yeah. So Let's just stick to NXT and NXT UK because then it's consistent. Oh, Gallus. Okay. That brings us to six. All right. Who else in NXT is going to... Uh, I consider uh, Cash Zono a Haas, even though he doesn't really wrestle Haas. 
but there's seven. Oh, Keith Lee. All right. Well, Keith Lee go. wins it. Yeah, Keith Lee wins. Keith Lee wins. Uh, Joseph McGinnis and kayfabe, does Tyler Breeze need to file any paperwork to wrestle in NXT since he's on the main roster? I would think you'd have to do no, something. No. no, he'd have to file some paperwork with, with Regal, yes. No, the only paperwork anybody needs to file in kayfabe is either a hold harmless agreement, that's if you're not cleared to wrestle, or a contract signing for like a main event match. But that always has to be done in public. Otherwise, there's no paperwork to be had. The core 231, who wins from number one in their rumble, Seth or Becky? Seth. From number one, it's Seth. They set that up with his gauntlet match. If they care at all about long-term foreshadowing and storyline. <laughs> but we all know they don't. That's today's episode. Patrons at $5 and up. Stay tuned. We've got a terrific post-show coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, this guy with long-term I wonder if they can hear us or if our music is drowning us out like it drowns out half of NXT UK. I don't know. Anyway, thanks so much for watching, guys. We appreciate it. Till next time, talk to you guys later. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.